0: I feel so unmotivated, and just, like, all of my creativity has been stripped away from me, but doing this has brought me so much joy and happiness, and I'm like, I need more of this. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to that one couple podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome, everyone, back again. With your
0: hosts, Doriel and Shane.
1: How have been this week?
0: I've been better.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We've been dealing with some sickness. We have not been down with the sickness. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I am not down with the sickness. And I'm not going to get up with it either.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. Get up. Get down with the
0: sickness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so do you want to just start on our list?
1: Yes, what's the first item on the list? All
0: right. So I was just gonna check in. Um <laughs> I just have Doriel sick four times since moving here five months ago. Doriel I was has so been so mad when I wrote that down. Um uh, I've been sick, like this is this is a really bad one. Like, okay. In the past, I've only ever really gotten sick like maybe once a year. And well, sometimes not even.
1: Depending on COVID and stuff like that.
0: Right. There's but like this special is, cases. Well, yeah. But like even, even like, when you first met me, I was not really sick ever. No. Um, even with my type 1 diabetes and my poor immune system, I don't really get sick that often. And I think it's not just me, though. Um, there's, There's a lot of people that are getting, like, super sick this year. And I think it's because this is the first year that there wasn't a mask mandate, mm. you know? Because even last year, we had mask mandates everywhere we went.
1: That's true.
0: The only place you have to wear masks now, um, at least where we live, is... Hospital. Um, hospitals. Yeah. And, um, like, medical facilities. Yeah. So, I, I think it's just because people aren't wearing masks as much, but, like, I, I've never been this sick in my entire life. And it could just be, too, because I'm getting used to the environment of where we live, mm-hmm. you know, because I grew up in Colorado and now I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so... You know it's like wreaking havoc on my immune system like like I really did get sick four times and it's not just sick like oh I don't feel like I am really sick and this last time I had to go to the well not the hospital but like a urgent care urgent care so that I could get some um antibiotics yeah antibiotics because I have a Sinus infection. God, I can't think because I have a sinus (laughs) infection. That's what I'm here for, baby.
1: Thank you. Well, hopefully we, I mean, I think you're right. I think the masks definitely helped just kind of bring down all illnesses. I think people kind of showed that social distancing and masks helped Mm -hmm. um, with not just COVID, but, like, a bunch of different illnesses and colds and everything. But hopefully, for our place in particular, I think I found a big problem. Um, part of the fun part of owning a house is that there's so many awesome, fun components to houses. Oh, that's right. And one of them is the heating and the heating ducts. So a guy came out today to help us with our heating, and he pulled out the... Air filter and oh, oh, it was nasty.
0: Yeah, see so that's the thing is the guy that lived here before he had an entire family. Mm-hmm. So like he was a great guy. Like from what we gathered from mm-hmm. the very short time we met him, he was very friendly and and you could tell that he really liked this house. But also like we're finding that the way that he put things in and like the way that he installed things. Is just so ass backwards. We're yeah. like, and we're just, it's, and the thing is too, is he was in construction. So we're yeah. like, how, is this, how is this that bad? Also, we need to preference that we do not own
1: this house. No, we're um, kind of, I guess, stewards of it for yes. my family. Yeah. So uh, we... we're just kind of uh, maintaining it um, as an investment, I guess you'd say.
0: Yeah. And so, like, the thing, the thing that we were saying before, like, if we didn't have family help, We would not be able to live. We we wouldn't even be able to rent uh, an apartment because it's so freaking expensive. And like Mm -hmm. my job pays me like nothing.
1: Yeah. And it's really but, hard
0: to get a job right now. Yeah,
1: it is. And it's just hard to make what's, like, considered a livable wage. Yeah. Like, even back in San Diego, I had two jobs for a while. I was working seven days a week. Okay, hey, but a few that's years San Diego. Ago. Yeah, but that's just the thing. Even working two jobs seven days a week, I couldn't even get anywhere close. Um. Yeah, he he definitely took some shortcuts, I'll say that. I am I like to chalk it up to the fact that he had uh, two ruptured Achilles, so I I was thinking maybe, you know, he was going through everything last minute and anything that needed to get fixed. He found the cheapest and easiest way to do it, which understandable, but it is like a universal, cheapest, easiest way to do stuff around here. But fortunately, we have a new filter mm-hmm. and I'm going to get an even better one that's supposed to improve air quality. So hopefully that'll help with less bugs and mites and viruses getting into our lungs.
0: Yeah, that would be really nice. i breathing- so tired
1: of getting sick. I mean, even just you know, what we've been breathing in has just been garbage, yeah. just based on that filter. So, hopefully, that turns things around. Hopefully, summer and spring and everything will turn stuff around, and all the colds and sicknesses will go away and get replaced by bugs. So, hooray for that! Yeah.
0: <laughs> you always, you, it's funny because you always think like, oh god, I can't wait for this cold weather to go away and you know, the sun to be out, but then you don't think about the consequences of that Mm-hmm. You always like for me. I always romanticize going on like a picnic.
1: Yeah. And
0: then when you go on the picnic, you're like, oh my god, I fucking hate this mm-hmm. because you're just surrounded <laughs> by bugs. <laughs> and then the whole time you're just like, I wish I could be enjoying this right now, but these goddamn bugs are crawling on me, going in my nose, trying to get in my ear holes, trying to any holes they can get into, All they're trying holes, to get baby. in. And then they're trying to steal your food, and then it's just it's a nightmare
1: well you bring food to the bugs home that's the thing that's what people always forget like you bring food down on the ground for the bugs and then you're just supposed to be like well no we're having a picnic yeah right now, guys <laughs> come on stop what are you doing <laughs>
0: think logically here <laughs> and they are
1: really if you think about it they are thinking logically they're like yeah. hey this
0: person brought us food and we're gonna eat
1: it yeah if we ever go on a picnic we would need to find a nice picnic table to have it at yeah nice picnic table. Or we can bring
0: one of those cute little tents kind of oh, things. Like, yeah. I think they have those tents that you can get that are literally just mesh. Mm, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, so another thing I wanted to talk about was the snow. Yay!
1: So, we had snow.
0: Yeah, so I, like I said, I've, I grew up in Denver. So, while we didn't get like crazy amounts of snow, like everyone thinks that um, Denver is just like this or just Colorado in general. Okay, so first of all, this is what I've heard from out-of-staters like you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that Coloradans just live in the mountains, that, mm-hmm. that Colorado is literally just all mountains, and that is not true, let me tell you right now. I grew up in the valley, so I grew up in like the foothills area. Mm-hmm. So you could see the mountains from where I lived, like they were literally in my backyard, but we did not live in the mountains. I grew up in a very like moderate like climate because mm-hmm. in the valley like most of it would kind of get pushed away from us yeah and then so it'd go farther east into the eastern part of the plains in Colorado
1: yeah which is kind of a, a thing with the foothills that's yeah. where you kind of hunker down to avoid um severe weather exactly and that was something I didn't get when I first moved there because yeah. uh, I moved to Denver and then you were in a suburb of Denver uh, but I moved to Denver and I thought Denver was in the mountains I thought Denver yeah. like you could see like you know it was close to the part of Colorado where there weren't a lot of mountains but I thought it was like in the mountains like um, like what a Breckenridge would be or something like that mm-hmm. but no it's on the plains it's, it's basically just a little past the foothills, practically on the plains. And then, like Dora said, you can see the mountains, too. But it is not like a mountain town. Like, you go to places and you're like, this is a mountain town. This is what I thought all of Denver was, but that is not the case.
0: I wish it was like that. It would be cool. I mean, that would be really cool. But anyways, so, you know, obviously being from a state where it snows... Uh, what six to nine months out of a year? They're pretty well equipped. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember the freaking C dot people with their
1: the those little car things
0: de- deicer people.
1: The deicers, yes. They would
0: be out in their fleet they'd be like 20 of them on the highway and they'd be like putting down the sometimes it was sand and then sometimes it was
1: salt yeah
0: so they'd be on the highways and if they knew that snow was coming they'd be out there and it would be like a godsend because when Mm -hmm. it would snow it was bad but so here they don't there's no such thing because it only snows once a week, like one once every. F-
1: once a week would be crazy. But not
0: it- once a week. I'm sorry. It like once tr- a season. It you get a bad snow.
1: Yeah, I'd say this is the worst snow we've had, and it was like two to four inches.
0: Yeah, in that sense, we lived here, and that's five months. Yeah, every- but I I am on this Facebook page that is it's a group of people that are from the area that we live in and they are like it's funny because there's a lot of out-of-staters that have ad- that have added themselves to the group and they will be like you know i'm from this like insert state name here and <laughs> and like I, it's just so funny to me how the snow like completely shuts down the entire town and everything shuts down and you can't You can't drive anywhere because nothing is plowed and blah, blah, blah. And then so people just like jump. The amount of horrible, mean comments from these people that have lived here their whole lives, Instead of just being like, Oh well, you know, it doesn't really snow here that often, so it wouldn't make sense for the government mm-hmm. to put this money into something that only happens once a year if that. Mm-hmm. But instead they're like, Um yeah, it's it's almost like it only snows here <laughs> once a year. They just
1: kind to throw in all this snark.
0: Yeah, they like, just wanna be snarky assholes because they're mad that we like that people like us moved here. Like how the audacity of us moving somewhere outside of our state.
1: Like I've never
0: you know difference. what? It's funny because, like, you you as a Californian, poor thing, you have to deal with that everywhere. <laughs> no matter where you move, people are like, ugh, California. Which sucks. So, so like, for me, I'm like, I'm just from Colorado. Like, mm-hmm. I just had to go through a similar thing. Everyone is moving to Colorado. Everyone. Mm-hmm. I, like,
1: it's a great place.
0: I think, let's see, two-thirds of my friends, I would say, are from out of state.
1: I can't do fractions.
0: Yes, seventy-five percent of my
1: friends. <laughs> Two thirds uh, of seventy-five percent of your friends are from <laughs> out
0: <of> the states. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> but anyways, what I was talking about this with you in the car the other day, and then I started being like, you know, like instead of people just being angry at each other and being snarky and you know, jumping down each other's throats. Because oh that this was sorry. Let's let's back it up a little bit. The reason why people are getting so mad because um, the bridge over into Portland mm-hmm. completely shut down mm-hmm. um, because there is two semis that were completely blocking the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it was be- most be- most likely it was because of the horrible weather conditions. Yeah. And reading the comments, I learned that a few, like it was last year, I think, they got a freak snowstorm and mm-hmm. a guy completely lost control on the bridge and literally fell off and into the water and Mm -hmm. died. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you you have to take this seriously here. You can't just... You know, like, you you can't just be like, well, I'm just going to keep driving. Because it's a very long bridge.
1: We've actually been lucky with the ice this year. Like, usually it is, like, ice and you cannot drive anywhere. And it's black ice, too. You can't see it coming. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cruising around and then just, like, black ice. I remember I was here with my cousin one time when I was up visiting. And there was this Mercedes that was trying to get up this hill. And it was sliding. It was oh, yeah. going one way and then the other way. Mm-hmm. And it was not going anywhere. And my cousin has an FJ, so he cruised right up that. But yeah, most of the time the ice is what gets you. We've actually been pretty lucky with how little ice we've had this winter. It's mostly just been kind of rain and gray and blah and blah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been horrible. It has been very gray for a very long time. But fortunately, the ice has not caused any. You know knock on wood, any bad damage to us so far,
0: yeah. But, but it is no joke. What the reason I was talking about it was because, like, I kind of was like, you know, like everyone was like, uh, semi drivers, they just all these semis they just ruin the roads, they just do this and that. And like they shouldn't be on the fucking highway if they can't drive in these conditions and blah blah blah. And you know, it's I I, I am guilty of having those thoughts because Colorado, like, we had a lot of semis and um, maybe not as many as here. I've never seen the amount of semis that I've seen in Colorado, like, yeah. that I've seen here.
1: Five freeways, like, a major freeway that goes from here all the way to Gano, California.
0: Well, yeah, and we're on the
1: coast. And we're, yeah. Yeah.
0: The ones in Colorado are scary because they will go up and down these steep grades in the mountains.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there was one guy who wasn't trained properly, and he killed, like, 16 people. Yeah.
1: On I-70. I was going to bring that up, yeah. Yeah,
0: and so it's, it's scary. You really have to take... This seriously and and the funny thing is that I was I kind of realized I was like, wait a minute Like all these people are jumping on each other and being like, you know These people have jobs and they need to get their jobs done and how dare you? Say these things and like, you know, basically just jumping on each other's throats instead of instead of turning the fucking finger from each other to these big-ass companies. Yeah, that are completely guys. taking advantage making money and like these guys barely, they don't make money. They don't make any money. No. Like, I'm pretty sure um, this is what I've heard, and I don't know how true it is, but I think most semi companies, like, you own that truck, like, you buy it. Yeah. And so you are driving all these hours and going from coast to coast with mm-hmm. this ginormous truck piece of machinery. And basically like that is your home. Like you are literally paying it off. Mm. So you have to get things done and you have to get to things on time. You get into these scary conditions and you have to keep pushing through.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's
0: all because of this greed from these huge companies.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why that guy in Colorado wasn't trained that well. And there's a reason why semi-drivers have to drive the way that they do. Yeah, They have to get their loads to a spot at a certain time. They have a time, the deadline, that they have to meet. Yeah, And if they don't meet it, they're the ones responsible. You know, Not the companies that didn't provide them with the time, the means, and the necessities to get from place to place. And yeah, I think it is... In some part, like you said, they are personally responsible for these rigs that they're driving, which is always like this cheap thing that big companies do, where they kind of make people into contractors. It's like the same thing that they do to Uber. They're not employees, even though you know our entire revenue relies upon them. They're contractors, which is honestly a bunch of bullshit. A contractor is somebody that you hire to make your job a little easier or a contractor is something that you hire to um, add something new to your job. Like I was a contractor when I worked at SeaWorlds. Mm-hmm. We were contracted to put a game in SeaWorld. That's a contractor. You can't say that the people who drive your cars and you are a ride sharing company are your contractors, not your employees. Right. It's, it's just a way so you don't have to pay people a wage and you don't have to pay people for their health insurance and you don't have to live up to the standards standards that we have for employees. It's just a way to get around doing what's right for the people who make you the money. Mm-hmm. And it's it's no different. It's no different than Uber. It's no different than driving a semi. It's no different than almost anything you do. People are going to look to screw you. And the bigger the company, the bigger the effort they're going to make to screw you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, though. is like these people are turning on each other and pointing their fingers and being like, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. Well, like, you're just a <laughs> piece of shit. No, you're just a piece of garbage. And really what they need to do is they need to change their thought process and look at these and be like, wait a minute, this person's being taken advantage of. Maybe we need to look at these big ass companies that are just completely banking on these people that are barely making it by while they're just fucking making seven figures.
1: Yeah. Like you said, these guys live in their rigs. Yep. It's not a lot of room. And my uncle was a semi-truck driver. Mm-hmm. And he loved it because he loved to see the country and everything like that. But it didn't make him enough to live. At the end of his life, it wasn't retirement that he got from being a semi-driver. Pardon me, a semi-truck driver, Mm -hmm. it was the VA that helped him retire, and it was the VA that took care of him at the end of his life. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing. If people want to be like, oh, I want to stop having my tax dollars pay for people's retirement, pay for people's health care, great. Have multi-billion dollar companies do it then. Mm -hmm. The people who can actually afford it and the people who make their billions off of the work and sweat of people who barely can get by in life. Right. Exactly, yeah.
0: That's just the thing, though, is like, it's just at the end of the day, really, like my friends and I always joke about this, but at the end of the day, everything that we, that everything, every problem that we have in our life kind of just... You can dumb it down to capitalism
1: yeah. and the
0: greed of capitalism.
1: The the idea that you have to um, exploit people um, by lowering the cost of labor in order to maximize profit. Mm-hmm. It's the constant battle that we see all over. You have to minimize your cost of labor, which is... Us, the people doing the labor ring In order to maximize the profit Which is usually for one guy That's why the other podcast I called it feudalism It's all us serfs Making all this money To benefit the guy at the top Speaking of Lord Bezos
0: I saw this post Or not, sorry, not this post I saw this um, article On like a historical website that I follow That was talking about how um, People in medieval times Had more time off than we do now Mm -hmm. And they had better benefits. Isn't that weird? It's really weird to think like that.
1: Yeah. Queen Elizabeth had a... I think it was a store of uh, food for poor people. Mm -hmm. So there was constantly a store of food for anybody who didn't have enough money to eat. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of medieval benefits. And it was kind of considered like your duty is to take care of the people below you. There was, you know, this... Feeling that you know you're making all this money your responsibility in life is to take care of the people who are making you all this money and so you know it depended on lord to lord
0: right I was gonna say like I'm sure it wasn't like that for everyone
1: no you know and you know it also we're, we're kind of doing that in a, a, a Western centered place if you went to someplace like Japan that kind of had a form of feudalism it was very different there as well but it's it's universal and I think the reason why people feel so tired and so stressed all the time is because they're pushed to their limit. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, that's what people at the top want you to be. Mm-hmm. If you're pushed to your limit, that means they're maximizing too, your production.
0: Yeah. Well, and they are you're too tired to fight back.
1: Yeah, exactly we're not going to union meetings. We're not going to to rallies. We're not going to any of that stuff because it's too tiring Mm. to go home and take care of a house that you can't afford. It's too tired to go home and take care of kids or pets or people who depend on you that you can't afford. It's just too tiring and too draining. So when a law gets passed to give these people even more money or even more of a tax break or that lets them, I don't know, pollute the earth and, uh, have a train that's not suited for driving drive off the rails and completely destroy a poor place in Ohio. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fight back because you've been pushed to your limit. Like, what are you going to do? You can run for Congress, but that costs money. Mm -hmm. You can spend time campaigning, but that costs time and money and effort and energy that you don't have. And it's all a system based on making you feel helpless and the people who can help you not inclined to help you.
0: Well, on that note,
1: (laughs) what's our next subject? (laughs) Our
0: next subject is a talk about friends. An update on friends.
1: Well, we just finished it.
0: So, yeah, we watched the last episode last night because we took a big break. Mm -hmm. I was a little emotionally not ready. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't know, every time I watch Friends or the last two times I've watched Friends, I've been in a very fragile state um, as far as my mental health. The first time I watched it all the way through, um, besides my childhood, was when I first graduated college. I was, all of a sudden, I was like, well, "Oh my God, I'm not being told what to do 24-7. You know, I'm not working seven days a week because I was actually working... At that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm only working five days, you know, (laughs) like I have a set schedule. What is this? But yeah, it was like really crazy for my brain to comprehend that. And so I watched all of Friends in like three days right when I graduated college. And it was huge for me because I was in my early 20s then. And, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, these are going to be my problems one day, Mm -hmm. you know, and now I've just moved um, across the country, and I'm about to get married, and now I'm watching it, and we're ending it on like we're about. Well, we're, I'm a little bit younger than they than they are in the end, but like yeah. I'm around that that time period of like yeah. we're getting married, and we're thinking about like what like are we gonna want kids and what does that look like for us and like my early 20s not let's see my teens my early 20s my mid 20s we're all like dreaming about where I want my life to be (laughs) you know and so but not really like not but being like I have time and now Mm -hmm. I'm at the time in my life where I'm like fuck
1: no time
0: I I don't really have much time like I do but I'm also like if I want to have kids you know I gotta figure that out now like I need Mm. to start Really planning for that, and you know, I gotta start thinking about retirement now too. If we'll be able to fucking retire, we'll see. But you know, I, and then like, it, it's also just like I think I touched on this last time, where it's like, do I really want to be doing the job, this job that I'm in right now for the rest of my my working career, my working life? No, I I'm miserable where I'm at, mm. very miserable, and like it. Every morning is a a huge struggle. When I wake up, it's just like, okay, um, I'm awake. Great. (laughs) Um, I wish I could have another hour to sleep because when you're depressed, you just need so much sleep. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's it's just like a fight to get out of bed in the morning. And I have to be like, okay, just, you know, it's just like one step at a time. And I absolutely despise it and i just don't i just don't know if i can do this you know like my my biggest thing is like it's monday and then i'm gonna and then i only have two days off two days off is not enough you know after after a 40-hour work week you get 48 hours to yourself? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. What is that bullshit? I
1: saw this meme that somebody posted on Instagram that it's like, um, I'm going to have all this time. There was like a person at the end of the week talking about their weekend. I'm going to have all this time to get stuff done and relax. But then as they're doing all this stuff, there's a thought bubble in their head that's work, work, mm-hmm. work. No, work, really? Work. And then at the end, the Sunday night and the person's like, why can't, why do I feel like I haven't relaxed? at all Mm -hmm. or gotten anything done Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why uh, something hopeful that we've seen is that 4-day work week that has gone through a bunch of experiments and so far has been very very successful
0: but the thing is though is that (sighs) that's going to be on the companies to adopt that yeah you know and I'm sure a lot of them a lot of companies that do it will do it because a lot of people will negotiate like I want a 4-day work week
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, we just got to extend this labor but, shortage until we can get a four-day work week.
0: <laughs> I'm down for that, honestly. Although,
1: although, I think I told you, or maybe I didn't tell you, how companies, some companies in the Midwest are trying to get around it. Oh, like, my God. They're trying to um, loosen child labor laws. What? Yeah, so there's child labor laws being like, you know, you can't have kids under the age of 18 working in, like, slaughterhouses or, um, I don't know, like, dangerous factories or chemical plants and things like that. And they're trying to loosen that.
0: Oh, my God. I, I did see something about the Biden administration is going to crack down on migrant children working.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing. Because yeah. you, you don't have to follow any laws if that's that the case. That is
0: fucking bullshit. Yeah. God.
1: Fucking greed, man. Well, that's just been... That's... That's as American as apple pie, (laughs) getting uh, the children of immigrants or children who came here from other countries to do tasks that are very strenuous, but that you don't want to pay a lot of money for. Jesus. So, yeah. So, when I grew up in Southern California, uh, right where the 5 and the 405 split, the 405 would go up this big, great and then come back down. And at the very top, you could see these rows and rows and rows and rows of fruit fields, which it just had scores or hundreds of migrants, usually migrant workers, picking all these vegetables that would, you know, go to stores like yeah. we had Albertsons, yeah. Albertsons, Bonds, Safeway, etc. And, you know, they get sold at a marked up price, but you didn't have to pay for any of those people's health care. You didn't have to pay for any of those people if they got hurt. You could fire them for whatever reason you wanted, and you didn't need to check what age they were. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of kids that had worked in those fields from the, you know, time they could stand all day for God knows how long. Because you didn't have to pay them for – you didn't have to have an eight-hour working day either. Mm-hmm. You know, it was sun up to sunrise. And there's always been cases like that where people have just – found these loopholes to pay people nothing and work them to the bone.
0: Yeah. It's just insane. It's the American way. The American dream.
1: I know, right? Mm.
0: Okay. Anyways, we're going back to our original thing that we were talking about, Well that is the so original th- topic, was finishing Friends, and we were going to talk about the things that we were really upset about, yes. that we didn't bring up last time.
1: Well, something that's on topic for what we were just talking about, on Friends, that's something unrealistic, is how much time they spend doing Oh nothing. my god. They sp- they're yeah. at the coffee shop all uh-huh. the time.
0: Well, yeah, they they just have these crazy episodes where you're like, do they even work? Like, Chandler are yeah. literally just... Like oh, and that's another thing. Chandler calls out of his job all the time, and all he's like, eh, "I called out." And like he, and you're just like,
1: "What?" Like he had just got promoted one episode two, and then you are like, you see his office, and then he hires Joey to be uh, an assistant. Oh, his or something. Assistant, yeah. yeah. And then you never see that office again, and it's like he doesn't even work. The whole, like eight seasons, he doesn't work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, really, though.
1: The only way that makes sense is Joe because he's an actor. Right. So him having time off mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But...
0: Well, same with Phoebe because she's like a contractor... What does she do again? She's
1: a masseuse. Oh, yeah. that's That makes sense. And I guess um, uh, Monica works at night. But no, she works but during she the day. She barely works. She barely works. Which and, isn't and, how she...
0: A chef would be working like six to seven days a week. Yeah. And they'd be working long hours. Yeah. Because I think some chefs have to work... Um,
1: like doubles. And she's so, the head chef. Yeah. So she would be working long, long, long hours. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't still look like Courtney Cox. And
0: she'd be creating... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She
1: would look like Courtney Cox and Gordon Ramsay smashed together. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> but, but she'd also be, you know, creating the menu and... Mm-hmm. like Because she's in an upscale restaurant. You can't have the same menu every week. Yeah. It has to be new specials and... Like yeah, it would just—they have way too much time on their hands, and they
1: do an episode where she, you know, completely redoes the menu because the whole way it starts her getting that job was that she wrote a criticism of the, the restaurant, restaurant. Mm-hmm. and then she gets the job, pretty much so the owner can set her up, and everybody will hate her, and once she, you know, conquers that in the brisk twenty-two minute episode, mm-hmm. uh, she becomes the head chef and she's at that job for the rest of the entire show and so she would not have the time that she has to goof around and fool around and uh, play trivia for apartments Mm -hmm. all this all this fun stuff that makes you think that life is just fun and hanging out with your friends and not working it's funny that work is the biggest part of our lives, but if you watch that show you'd think no. it was just a small part of your
0: Yeah, life. and I wish it was like that. I wish yeah. that Friends is more realistic mm-hmm. to how how life is viewed. You know? Yeah. That you're you have more playtime than you do work
1: time. It seems like they have very fulfilling lives. Yeah,
0: they really do. <laughs> and they're they're all a part of a great community.
1: Yeah, know? yeah. They Which have is great. It's awesome. They have like friends and they have friends outside <sighs> and of each other. And... It's not
0: just like friends, it's real friendship. Right. You know, like A it's deep friendship. Deep and meaningful. Mm-hmm. And like they really actually care for each other. Yeah. They look out for each other.
1: That really comes through in the show. Mm-hmm. That is it something really that the show does That was really something
0: well. that really bummed me out because I, I do have wonderful friends but I didn't for a really long time Mm -hmm. so when I first watched that show in, in my early 20s it was so hard for me to watch that because I just it's been so hard for me to make good meaningful relationships in my life you know and so now that I have it I really miss it So that was another hard thing. I'm like, oh, I miss the friends, you know. Anyways, um, what was another? Oh, the Ross and Rachel thing. You wanted to talk about the break.
1: Well, uh, just in general. So the last episode, they finally get together. I guess they get together in the penultimate episode. But um, kind of. They kind of. Uh, the way it's treated is that they sleep together, Rachel wakes up in the morning and treats it as like, oh, you know, one last... That was our way to say goodbye to a each way other. way to say goodbye to each other, thank you, yeah. And she's gonna move to Paris. Yeah, and take an amazing job. Amazing
0: and, job and, opportunity. And grow. Oh, with a child that you literally never see. I'm sorry,
1: I still don't believe that pregnancy episodes were real. Swear to God. Like, I think that was a dream sequence. That's
0: why I forgot she had a kid. I'm like, wait a minute. Ross and Rachel have a child together? Yeah. What? Yeah, because the child is literally, like, it's not a consequence to them at all. No. It's it literally like, oh, yeah, um, some per- random person's watching it. My mom's watching it. Yeah. Um, Like, they literally never have their kid. Which is crazy. And then at one point, they literally just stop talking about her at
1: at all. Yeah. I don't I can't even think the last time her name got brought up. I can't even think the last time she was on the show. No. And you know, shows are hard. Maybe there's something with the parents where they couldn't have, but be more creative than that. Right. Come on. What are we paying you for here? But it just it's crazy how that pregnancy was, you know, brought up. It was kind of dragged out and it seemed like it was going to be a major turning point in her life and it really wasn't it no. was just not a turning point at all
0: and the funny thing too like it just made no sense that they put Ross and Rachel they like squished them together on the last episode mm-hmm. because don't you think that of all the things they've gone through them having a child together would be the thing that's like whoa You know, it just made no sense to me. Like, all of a sudden, they sleep together again, and they're like, "That was great. Let's (laughs) let's finally be
1: together." Well, yeah, it's just we've watched a few shows now where the couple gets thrown together in the last seconds, Mm -hmm. and it just feels so unearned.
0: Yeah. Okay. That um that brings us to our next topic of conversation. So, in between watching Friends and like waiting for to watch the last. Episode, mm-hmm. we decided to watch all of the Mindy
1: projects. Yeah, it's crazy, but from the second to last episode of Friends to us watching the last episode last night, yeah. last night, mm-hmm. uh, we watched all of the Mindy projects
0: <laughs> by Mindy yeah, we, Kaling. We it was really it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the last two seasons were oh, eh, 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 very much but, eh. It's because they went. They were on. Oh gosh, I ABC? can't remember. Was it ABC? NBC. They were on one of those...
1: Oh, it was NBC because NBC had The Office and Mindy Kaling, I'm pretty sure, still worked for them.
0: Yeah, so uh, it was on NBC and then NBC dropped them and then Hulu picked them up. Right. And so after Hulu picked them up, you can really see a difference in the show and also the amount of episodes, too. On NBC, it was like 23 to 24 episodes per season. And then I think the last three seasons, it went down to like 12. And we were like, oh, that was a season? Oh, I was wrong.
1: It was on Fox.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Fox did that thing a few years ago. They dropped, there was another show that they dropped too. And everyone was like freaking out about it. And then some, another um, streaming platform had to pick them up and was, finish it.
1: Was it Tim Allen's show? I don't know. Because I remember Tim Allen's show. It was another,
0: it it was the other, the one I'm thinking of was another one and I don't want to say it just in case it's the wrong information. Yeah, so there's a lot in the Mindy project. Like, the fact that she's quote unquote fat.
1: Yeah, we talked about that.
0: Where, and, and like the whole joke is like, Oh, she's always eating things. Oh, she's so, like, oh, how fat. Ha ha.
1: That goes up to the very last joke in the entire season. Mm -hmm. She gets stuck in a vending machine, which is so dumb and slapstick and sophomoric and just so stupid. uh, The
0: thing, though, is that I, I feel really bad about talking about the Mindy Project because she is... She's a writer on the show. Like mm-hmm. she is a huge component of it. And if it's on the show, it was cleared by her.
1: Yeah, you less, know what I mean. Most likely. And
0: she is a wonderful. Um, she writes the best things. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: She. Uh, what's the show we really love from her? Never have I ever. Uh,
0: yes, never have I ever. Is she. She's so a writer.
1: Good. Did she how nope. to produce it?
0: Oh, I. To be honest, I don't know.
1: She's involved. And it is fantastic. So, besides that, what? I wanted to talk about was the,
0: the relation
1: the relationship with her yes. and Danny. Yeah, yeah. Who, Danny. Danny's <laughs> uh, Joy,
0: he always does them as like this like classic New Yorker who has it who says S at the end of everything.
1: Hey, what she was doing guys? <laughs> what was guys doing? Well he's he's from Staten Island, uh-huh. which um you know I I'm not from the East Coast, I'm from the West Coast. But I know has its own particular culture inside of New York culture, and he just seems to be written to a caricature of that because he's got to be super Italian, super Catholic, super old-fashioned. They used that term a lot on that show, old-fashioned, and honestly, that just means dick to me. It just means, like, he's just a dick. He's just like, hey, I don't treat women the ways I should, but hey, I'm old fashions so what it is. And it's, it's, they make excuses for him. And what did we say at the very end? Hmm. He doesn't change.
0: That's the thing, too. I, I watched this, or no, I, I read um, spoilers because I had to know <laughs> if they get together or not. And it was like, Yes, they get together on the very last episode and Danny, like, changes and, like, he finally realizes, you know, his his errors, but he doesn't. He says something super sexist to her. Yeah. At the end, like, oh, you're not gonna do that thing where you, like, you know, have both of your last names, like your oh. last name and my last oh, name. Oh, yeah, he's like, like I don't. Hyphenating. Do,
1: he's like, hey, you're taking my last names, right? Because I don't do that hyphenated stuff. You want your name to be as equals as my names? Nah, <laughs> that ain't how this works, honey. He and, did not change. No. He's dumb. And
0: the thing, too, is like, he was so fucking stupid the whole time she clearly was in love with him mm-hmm. and was doing all these whor- like wonderfully nice things for him. His mother was going... Sorry, spoiler alerts. His mother was going through chemotherapy f- for breast cancer and she was there for her the whole time mm-hmm. and making her feel better and forgetting about it and having a fun time and then Danny comes in and he's like get the fuck out of here yeah. like you are not equipped for this you're just a silly little woman and like I'm going to come in and I'm going to use my man powers to make things better what a and then knows
1: it- about breast cancer right
0: but then so she leaves all like downtrodden and sad mm-hmm. and you're just like Oh, like it, it? It's like I did read that they that the writers at the end, when Danny was supposed to be leaving the show, they wanted to make him an asshole so that you wouldn't miss him. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, you know. I understand why they did that. But even before then, we didn't want her to be with Danny because no. he was always a dick to her. And mm-hmm. then so he would do these tiny little like he would do one nice thing for her one one mm-hmm. episode, and then you'd be like, "Oh, that's so nice. That does not." That, that doesn't change The fact thing. That you're still An asshole All the rest of the time Yeah But it's like It's weird So what the show does It, it basically like Dangles a carrot On a stick <laughs> and, and you as You as The watcher Are just like Oh he did that One nice thing You get like A little nibble And then they Pull it away And mm-hmm. they're like And then he says Something sexist And horrible And then you're like God damn it Okay Yeah So like that And that was before They started writing him To be a complete asshole
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear that, but part of me thinks that they didn't do anything. That was just like an excuse that they used after the fact. Like, yeah, yeah no, we just made him an asshole. Totally. Right, me. right. We didn't write him that way the whole time.
0: No, I do think they ramped it up a little. <laughs> they did. Because they because he was, you know, wanting
1: to leave the show to do movies. And, um...
0: What movies is he in? How many movies is he
1: in? Um, he for grace He wasn't. He couldn't even make it in the Italian job, which he would have been perfect in.
0: Well, and I didn't really tofer like, Grace because earlier. Topher Grace was, you know, the star of the show. No, he was literally the star of the show and was like, I'm going to do- go do his movies now. <laughs> I'm
1: going to be Venom. <laughs> he wasn't Venom. Oh, no, no, no. He was Venom in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> oh. Yes, he. Don't even remember. <laughs> Your face was so disappointed.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Wasn't he, like, the photographer, the...
1: Right, that's, um... Oh my god! I can't believe I'm forgetting the character's name. But the he was Peter Parker's rival, and it, it's oh. like this way in the comics, and it's like this way in the animated series. Uh, Eddie Brock. I
0: watched all of them. I just don't remember. I don't. You know what? Spider Man three was not the the best one. I no. Uh,
1: with
0: the with the ones with Tobey Maguire.
1: Yeah. That
0: yeah. one kind of dropped the ball. Which is bit. too
1: bad. Spider Man two is amazing. That's okay. one of my favorite ones. Spider Man. You saw him
0: watched the new Spider Mans, which are really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, what... I still haven't watched the, the latest one. I, I don't know why I haven't watched them. There's a lot of movies that I haven't watched where there's no good reason why I haven't watched them. Well,
0: and we have the streaming platforms to watch them now, so yeah, there's no excuses.
1: No, no, not at all. Let's get to spider man baby.
0: Yay! (laughs) But now, we're watching... (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> oh, the Parks third so
1: time this is the third time we've both watched it.
0: No, this is the second time I'm watching.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is the third time I'm watching it all the way through. Uh, it is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I just gotta say. It's still good. And now I'm trying to do that thing where, you know, you try to notice different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been that successful in doing it just because I'm so focused in on every plot. Even though I know how every episode ends. Like when we start an episode, I know how it ends. I yeah. Still love it.
0: Yeah. Still I feel like it. every episode you're like, oh yeah, I remember this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, this one. Yeah, I remember this one. This was another one that I watched. Wow. College? This was college. Mm. This is when I was first living out on my own. But it's funny, I was talking about this with my coworker today. Watching Parks and Rec now, and looking back at my job when I was working for the government. Mhm. It's so funny. It's just to to see like the similarities except for like, you know, they're obviously completely way above what a person would be.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I remember I worked with a Leslie. Yeah. I worked with an April.
1: hmm
0: Like I'm friends with an April. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, exactly. I know exactly who you're talking about.
0: There's one person who loves their job so dearly, and then the rest of the people are just like, "Yeah, I'm. This is just a job for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm here to do my 20 to 25 years and get the get the f out of here.
1: See, that's what I couldn't. I just couldn't get that at the government job we both worked at. Because mm-hmm. to me, somebody just treating that place as a job was sacrilege to me. Because it was a, a very a spot that I loved and a field that I loved and that I thought everybody who worked there was going to have the same attitude as I did. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I was didn't. you when I
0: first started working there. I was so, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and then, you know just i i feel like i've been jaded for the the five years i worked there the amount of hoops and red tape and just complete assholes that you work with yeah and and these people that are so self-important when they have no reason to be they have no right to be you Mm -hmm. know and then they try to take you down a peg and then it's all just bureaucracy at the end of the day it just really disheartened me. Yeah. You know, and I, I still love museums. I still wish that I could work in that environment. But it's, I, like, where where I was in, at least, in the museum was just.
1: Yeah. I'm planning on going back into museums. Once more to the breach, dear friends, is kind of how I'm treating it.
0: Yeah. Well, my my thing is, like. I never want to work for someone ever again. I want to work for myself. Yeah. And that's why we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my, this is my dream to, to be able to do this for a living and make my own schedule. Yeah. You know, answer to myself. Like, I'm, much you want I'm to a for? highly motivated person. I'm not worried about like slacking off or
1: mm-hmm.
0: not getting work done or anything like that or allowing myself to. Take too many breaks Kind of thing Like I'm a very Highly motivated person I love working I love staying busy So I think this is like This is the kind of job I want to do
1: You do such a great job At everything you try at baby You really do I honestly Sometimes I think of you Like uh gym in the office Where uh, they have The office Olympics And it's like a- Pam goes, when Jim's into something, he does a really great job. He tries really hard. But the problem is, is that Jim works here.
0: <laughs> and that's how kind of how I feel. Yeah. Like right now, I, I'm a very creative person. And especially like being in the, in the museum the past five years and then coming to this job. My creativity has been on its all time low. I, I feel so unmotivated and just like all of my creativity has been stripped away from me but doing this has brought me so much joy and happiness and I'm like I need more of this <laughs> I need to like really pursue this and so I'm, we're really going to start stepping it up that's all I'm going to say I would love that um, I could do our mental health check in the psychedelic therapy
1: we could do that but I, what, I, what I wanted to talk about that I didn't that I get a chance to is the the break Friends.
0: Oh, you want to go circle back to the break? I
1: do want to circle back to the break. Okay,
0: let's circle back to the break.
1: Alright, so... uh, I wasn't like you. I had only kind of watched a few episodes of Friends Mm -hmm. uh, growing up. Um, It was kind of like one of those things where like, I was either just kind of too young, or when I became old enough, it was like, everybody liked Friends, so it was like, meh, big. And you were a teenager. Yeah, I was like, so. well, teen or tween, but like, yeah. Right, right. you know, right. Yeah. You're uh, like it's,
0: uh, everyone likes it? Psh, I don't
1: know. It's so funny, because the episodes I remember watching are the ones right around Rachel getting pregnant and a little bit afterwards. So I feel like that was a big, big deal. But as we found out, the show didn't think so. No. Because oh it didn't change your life at all. Not um, but the second thing, besides Rachel getting pregnant on the show, was Ross and Rachel breaking up and being on a break. I don't know why I heard that so often, but I heard that all the time when the show was referenced. And well, you were on a break! Yeah, on a break! And I, like... So when that came up, I was expecting it to be something totally different than how it was. So what I was expecting is that there was going to be an actual controversy on whether or not they were on a break. That there's some sort of three's company misunderstanding but no uh, I should have guessed based on the seasons of the show that we had already watched mm-hmm. that Ross was just wrong and that he was clearly in the wrong in this and he made stupid dumb decisions that messed up his stupid dumb life <laughs> I mean, it's true. Spoilers if you haven't seen this yet. But basically what happens is okay, that...
0: it's 2000 and... It's, it ended in 2004. You've had ample time.
1: It's a 20-year-old show. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen it, get on Netflix. Hop on that. Uh, but what happens is is that he's stupid and jealous um, and insecure. And his stupid, jealous insecurities make him think that Rachel is going to uh, cheat on him with a guy she wants No, not with. even cheat. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, before all this happened, the precursor to all this Mm -hmm. was him being like... Uh, 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 you, 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 this guy I think is attractive and you work with him. How dare you? How- it, was,
0: it was literally like preemptive.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly. And he comes across as like being like, you you're my property. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, work around people that make me feel insecure. Yep. You know, with my paleontology job. and this is another bullshit thing because like, you know, she was finally starting to uh, make her own way yeah. in a field that she yeah. loves. Mm-hmm. You know, something we talk about being a dream of ours. Right. And he, rather than supports her, he is just like, uh, you are making me feel insecure that I'm going to lose you, uh, you know, girl I've pined after since she was a teenager. And it just all comes across as creepy and possessive. Mm-hmm. And then his creepy possessiveness finally boils over and they get into a fight. And she goes. I think I need a break, or we need a break from each other, rather. And he like rather is like, oh no, let's talk about this. Hey, look, we're not gonna leave this room until we figure this out. He slams the door, and you know the uh, you know pouts off. Bah, 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 bah. I need to go to a bar and have a drink, and, and then have sex with the Xerox girl, and have sex with. The Girl, oh, you're so heartbroken. I can just tell. Well, okay, he, he calls from a payphone, and then I guess the person from work oh my is at Rachel's. Mark. House. Yes, Mark is at Rachel's house, and then rather than be like. Um, an adult an adult and talk about it or just go home just go home and start again in the morning he's right. like where's that Xerox girl yep and ridiculous then, and sleeps with someone else yes and then instead of coming clean right over to Rachel he does this thing where he like tries to hide her in his apartment in his apartment uh, and she
0: comes over to say sorry the next day and he's like oh I forgive you <laughs> <laughs>
1: the fucker's a sociopath yeah, we,
0: I swear to god we, I, the, the fact that they end up together in the end and that she has to give up this huge opportunity mm-hmm. to go and work in freaking Paris
1: yeah when she's in fashion
0: insane to me oh and then okay so this is what I, I was getting so mad I was getting like heated <laughs> um she's in line to get onto the plane and Mm -hmm. he comes up and he's like wait rachel please no i need to talk to you you know confesses his love and she's like you just told this to me i need to get on the plane and he's like no you don't
1: yeah and And he's literally grabbing her he's
0: holding on to her and he's like don't go don't go and she's like yeah dude i i'm gonna go
1: like yeah
0: you literally just sprang this on me i'm about to go and live my fucking dreams out in Paris here. Yeah. And you're you just came last minute. You didn't know until that was the thing. It was so selfish. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't realize that she was the love of his life until it was inconvenient for him.
1: Right. Until he was about to lose her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't
0: when she had the fucking... Their child.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. It know? wasn't a great right time No. Man.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, but the fact that I might actually lose you and I don't have you under yeah. my control. Uh, oh, man. Because, you know, she'd be out of his control in Paris. It just sucks.
0: And then, she's, and then she realizes on the plane that she wants to, and it's like, oh my God. Okay. Come on.
1: So stupid. And then I I saw one thing that talks about how uh, the way this ended kind of perpetuate this... Stereotype, they're like, oh, if you just stay friends with someone long enough, yes. eventually that they'll, they'll be yours. Mm-hmm. Because you know, having a plutonic relationship with somebody, what's well, that? That's for that's uh, for betas, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, yeah, just stay in there long enough, and then yeah. eventually, you know, she'll be yours.
0: The, a movie that I can't watch, I, can, I can't, stand to watch it. Is I think it's called Just Friends, the one with Ryan. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Oh my god, that movie is so fucking hard to watch because <laughs> the whole time. He's like trying to win over this friend that he's secretly been in love with his whole life. Mm -hmm. And instead of just being friends with her. you know and then he instead of like being a good person and being friends and like like caring about her he's just like oh I want to have sex with you Uh, and that's like the whole thing
1: that's another trope that happens that is like in line with the whole thing where a couple just kisses and then it's like oh my gosh all these feelings I didn't know I have I'm actually in love with you because we kissed this one time Mm -hmm. and you know that
0: oh and then another trope where she wasn't in love with him in high school because he was fat
1: oh yeah that was the whole
0: thing that was the thing it was like you were perfect for me if only you weren't fat and it's like are you fucking kidding me because body
1: shaming me because as you know as Monica and Friends and Mindy and Mindy Project have shown you know fat people aren't really people no no they're not worthy of respect or love or anything like that like it's so disheartening that these things stay with us Mm -hmm. they should be cast back to the 90s where they belong yeah it's Dumb and stupid and stupid and dumb and Ross is stupid and dumb and he is one of the worst characters who tried to fuck his cousin. Oh my god, that's the, right. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. The, the the he Denise Richards comes on and is his cousin for mm-hmm. one episode, and before um, great episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a great episode before uh, Monica and Chandler's wedding. Mostly just because she's in it. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like woo. <laughs> I know. I think we like both held each other's hands, and, like. Tu- 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 <inaudible> what? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so she comes out and does like a slow motion hair twirl, uh, and Ross, who is his, like they're not like cousins by marriage. They're like second or third no, cousins. No, like they're they're cousins but, by blood. They're cousin cousins. Like and, and then first cousins. <laughs> and then they're sitting watching a movie together, and then he's like, "Now's my chance to so make a move. Come over here, cuz." Well,
0: no, because he thinks that she like the whole thing is he convinced himself that she wanted him Mm -hmm. because he's a selfish prick yeah, he's a fucking socii- so sociopathic, selfish
1: asshole. Yeah, who's like
0: that? he? She she like did the like twirly thing with her hair, and he's like, she did that because she wants me. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's asking for it. All right, <laughs> might as well kiss
1: her. I'm so sexy; even my cousin wants me. <laughs> God, uh, yeah.
0: and then they just brush it off too. Yeah, no consequences mm-hmm. come from that. No consequences. Uh, they don't and even. That's the thing, <laughs> Russ, Russ and. Characters like him just get no consequences. No,
1: Danny didn't get any consequences in Mindy Project No, either.
0: he really fucking didn't. No,
1: he gets to have the the, uh, the girlfriend he wants. He gets to have a son. He gets to have everything no, he wants. No, and
0: that's the other thing I hate about the Danny-Mindy relationship is the whole time he's like, I don't know if I really want you. Mm-hmm. You know, like... That when they first get together, he's like, no, I don't want to ruin this relationship. Let's just be friends. Mm-hmm. And she's devastated by this because she just gave up being with someone else who was completely way better for her. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> finally cut to them getting together and then the whole job the whole joke is like oh I'm really dating below my standards for you Mindy because oh, yeah. he's this hot you know what I mean like the whole time it's like mm. like and she's like oh I really want to like I want to live with you and I want to get married to you and the whole time he's just like uh excuse me oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the- her line but she, he's like excuse me like <laughs> no like, I don't want to get married. I don't believe in marriage anymore. And I don't want to do this or that. And so, like, the whole time, he's fighting being with her because he's embarrassed by her. Mm-hmm. And there isn't even... there is Sorry, excuse me. There's even an episode where they confront that. And he's like, yeah, I'm embarrassed to be with you. And yeah. she's just... like, And then that, that, that there's nothing that comes from that. There's no resolution. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of just like, oh, okay. And then you know, she gets pregnant and then he's like, oh, now I want to, like, now because of this, yeah, I want to marry you.
1: He, like, proposes because he has to. Exactly. Or he feels like he has to.
0: Exactly. It's out of obligation and Mm -hmm. not because he's, like, oh, you're the only person I want to be with kind of thing. Like, I understand not believing in marriage. It's archaic. It's old. If it's not what, you know, if it's not something that you jive with, totally don't go with it. You know? Like, I think yeah. you and I are doing it because that's just that that to, to us it feels natural mm-hmm. to to want to do that. Yeah. But for other people, like totally fair if you don't want to do that. But I, like. The only thing she was asking for was a fucking commitment from him.
1: Mhm. Which he never gave. He was wishy-washy the entire time. Mm-hmm. The entire time he was like, "Oh, well, maybe if you cooks and cleans for me, then maybe oh I'll God. think about it." That was
0: the whole thing, too, yeah. Well, that's when they really started going in because he asked to leave the show. So yeah. they're like, "Okay, well, you're going to leave the show,
1: but it's going to, you're not going to look good. We're going to make you a man from the 50s. But
0: he already was kind of that way. Yeah,
1: that's, we're just going to, you know, flanderize you a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they basically put him in a wife beater, and he's, you know, yelling for the sauce. Mandy! He really does say that. Oh, yeah, he's yells for the sauce. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mandy! The sauce! <laughs> you're like, you should be home making sauce all day.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: But yeah, that the whole time that whole relationship it's, it doesn't feel good. And it's funny because when I first watched that show, I was so enamored by them, by them, you know, because it's like opposites tracked. Mm-hmm. My favorite trope when I was growing up was enemies to lovers, and it's all because of Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I watched Pride and Prejudice, at the end of the movie, this is obviously the one with Keira Knightley, at the end of the movie, I was sobbing, and I was like, that was the best effing movie I have ever seen. <laughs> but the thing with Pride and Prejudice and others that came after is that both characters are great on their own, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they, like, especially with, like, Darcy's character, he does, he, like, at first, you're like, ew. Like, he is a pig. He's disgusting. Yeah. Like, he's just a snob. And then throughout other interactions he has with people throughout the whole storyline, you realize that he's growing. He's got this great character growth. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wait a minute, I misjudged him. Oh no, he's really not an asshole. He's just shy. Mm -hmm. And he's making up for all these, and that's the thing, he's really actually making up for all of these misgivings that he he had. Yeah, like, no, I can't, gosh, I can't talk, but, like, he's he's actually making up for all the shit that he pulled in the beginning, and you're realizing, like, wow, like, his character growth is so great, and then when they get together, it's this huge payoff, because they're both coming together at the best points in their Mm -hmm respective lives, right? Yeah. Like, she's done a lot of growth. He's done a lot of growth. They come together and they're gonna be freaking perfect together. I think, right?
1: I, I think I said this when we watched the movie. It's like, they're two different characters almost by the yeah. end of the movie from the start of the movie. Yes. And they've grown great it's
0: both of them it's not just one growing on on their own Mm -hmm. like Elizabeth also had to grow in order for this relationship to work
1: yeah and they they, you know improve themselves to the point where they've earned the relationship Mm -hmm. and earned how good it is exactly that's why you watch the end of Pride and Prejudice and you feel so great it's so wonderful and we watched the end of Mindy Project and we were just like meh meh, it wasn't good
0: no but that's the thing though is like Mindy is like she has a lot of character growth but, she, like, she's a, like, she's mogul. You know what I mean? She's, yeah. She's uh, working at the frickin...
1: Uh, fraternity clinic. At the
0: fraternity. No, she starts her own fraternity. She starts her own
1: fraternity clinic. Yeah. yeah.
0: You no, have- fertility. Oh. Not that's- fraternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yuck, yuck,
1: yuck, yuck. yeah, yeah yuck. She starts her own <laughs> fertility clinic.
0: She starts her own fer- fertility clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, She's working as like a, you know, complete doctor Mm -hmm. at her practice. And she's a mother. Yeah. Like she's killing it in life. And she's like, she's like kind of where she wants to be. Yes. Exactly where she wants to be. And then Danny is just going downhill. And then, you know, when they bring him back in the last few episodes, he's still downhill. He's still in that that deep, dark... (laughs) You know no character growth kind of he, he's area ex-
1: he's exactly where we where you left off no he's exactly not just where left, like from the start of the movie or start of the movie pardon me from oh the my start let's see because in the start of the season he's going through a divorce and he's an ob-gyn and he his only best friend pretty much is his mom oh
0: my god and right. it's the oh exact same
1: thing oh and also his <gasps> wow. second ex-wife is a nurse, somebody under his, you know, employ, who uh, looks exactly like his first wife. Yes. So he is spiraling hard, and he is just grasping for any, uh, like, lifeline that he can. And Mindy, for whatever reason, extends her yeah. hand. Yeah. And this, this successful, powerful woman who's going on tours to different campuses yep. throughout the country, and... Um, has also a mother and is also uh, a partner in mm-hmm. OBGYN. just, I don't know, feels pity for him, or I don't know, you can't even rationalize it. No,
0: she just the thing, the thing that you're supposed to see in her character is she never stopped loving Danny. Why? Yeah,
1: he sucks.
0: Yeah, and she, that's the thing is like she real like you can see when she marries that one guy. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what was his name? I feel so bad.
1: Oh, Ben.
0: Ben, thank you. Yes. She marries Ben, and poor Ben, they did him dirty. They did him so dirty. He was dirty. so wonderful to her. He was so sweet. And they, and they, I really wish they would have just let them be
1: together. They kicked him to the curb, and like this. So they get married. Yeah, they
0: get married, and she's the the very end of the season is her looking out the subway after they had just gotten married. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, I, I told Shannon, like, she's thinking about Danny. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way that she's looking off into the distance, like, I don't know, this doesn't feel right. And it's because she's thinking about Danny.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, they cut back to the next season. They're married. Two episodes later, Ben is gone. Yep. Never see him again. After the whole season of set up of them having, like, yep. oh, this great daughter. They were, they were daughter. married for maybe a month. A cup of coffee.
0: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they were married for a night. <laughs> yeah,
1: one night. It was a great honeymoon night. Nice. It,
0: it's so messed up too cuz he's so wonderful to her. And
1: yeah.
0: He is the he's the guy that Danny should have been, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with all the character growth that he didn't get.
1: And it's it's funny because they're they have a huge missed opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> They have a huge missed opportunity there because you were talking about how Danny was embarrassed of Mindy for a while. Mm -hmm. And then there's that episode where she was embarrassed of Ben because of what he did for work. Oh my God. So they could have used that to turn her on her head and see that she was doing the exact same thing that Danny was doing and she could have grown a little bit more. And then they could have both come to the realization that they needed each other. Mm -hmm. It's just so bad the way they ended it, man. Bad, bad, bad.
0: Yeah, nothing against Mindy Kaling. We love her. She's yeah, amazing.
1: She's the best part of the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she really is.
1: We're the guy who plays Morgan. Alright, is there anything else? Oh, uh, mental health check-in.
0: Yeah, I wanted to do, like, a mental health check-in because I know last time I started with not great news, and this time it's uh, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Mm.
0: I'm still very much in the depths of my depression, especially getting out of that horrible uh, mess of sickness and being at this dead-end horrible job. I am very excited for our wedding. That's the thing that's getting me through my days. Like, I think I'm, I'm a little bit worried, honestly, though, that like once the wedding comes and goes, I'm gonna be like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of it has to do with this job. I saw a therapist, so I'm on my way. I'm trying my hardest to you know, to fix the problem and to to get better so that this stops happening. I know I, I don't want these lows to become a normal thing anymore, you know? One of the things that we've Really been looking into is you know the different types of treatment because I just do not do well with medication. Medication doesn't sit well in my stomach, it ramp, it fucks with my type one, um, it fucks with my metabolism, my mood swings, my anxiety. It ramps it up, and so we were looking into. Um, maybe microdosing, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of promising um, results research. and yeah. research yeah. from years of... Studying. From studying it. And yeah, so that could be a possibility in the distant future.
1: Yes, it's something to look into. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that we wanna just try Dive really into. nilly no. on our own. No. From what we've seen, it's something that you need to do with licensed therapists mm-hmm. around you to kind of guide your healing. Yeah. Um,
0: but the crazy, it's a, its like like watching the, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no is beautiful. It's crazy what, like watching that video that we did, when they do brain scans of people after the treatment, mm-hmm. Like even years later, they were like, "Yeah, my life's completely changed." Like yeah. just the fact that it chemically changed their brain for mm-hmm. good. And I'm like, I'm so hopeful. Like that really, I think that was a bright spot for my week. Was watching that video and then going to therapy. You know, the first the first time, I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little bit weary of therapy just because I've been in it a few times and I haven't had the best therapists. Like the the last one I had, kind of hit on me and made me feel uncomfortable. Kind of pushed me to do trauma work when I wasn't ready for it, and I think it really was con- like the consequence was I had to live through all these hor- horrific traumatic events in my life that I wasn't ready to face. I think I should have gone. I think what I should have done was gone to therapy for a few months and then talked about the possibility of facing my traumatic past you mm-hmm. know so i'm a little wary of going to therapy but it really does help to talk to someone who is kind of outside of the situation who can kind of look at things in a non-biased way and kind of point things out to me that no, not people that are close to the situation normally couldn't
1: is always good to talk to a professional yeah see i'm Weary of psychiatrists now mm-hmm. Because of what happened with mine so I have, Yes, I'm,
0: I'm the same way
1: I have a primary care who um, Kind of specializes in uh, mental health And um, medication Things like that, so I talk to him For anything that I need It's just like therapy is definitely something that you need to have trust with the person, but the way my psychiatrist works is like you know he was giving me serious medication, but only talking to me for like fifteen minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like every few weeks, and I couldn't get my medication unless I talked to him. It was such a chore to talk to him.
0: Yeah, and he was he was such an asshole too. Well, he didn't
1: listen to what I said. No. I would say stuff, and he'd be like, "Hey, this that's not what's happening. So I, okay, like, fuck me then."
0: So. I have ADHD. I've been I've been diagnosed with it. Shane, I swear, has ADHD. He has all of the presenting signs. A lot of the things he does is because <clears throat> like I've read a lot of articles on it after being diagnosed. And there's a lot of things that you do that I have noticed are consequences of being undiagnosed ADHD. And brought it up with that guy and he's like yeah i don't see that for you and i'm like who the fuck are you (laughs) to be like no i talk to you maybe you know once a month and uh yeah i'm an expert i know you i completely know you that's not you what
1: yeah i mean i have brought it up with like therapists before but i think it's just tough for me to relay to them those problems because For me, they're just so in the moment Mm -hmm. that I kind of more deal with the consequences of that, which is my depression and things like that, which is a side effect of having ADHD. Um, They've shown to be pretty linked. So it's tough for me to kind of relay to therapists the symptoms or the traits that I have that are related to ADHD.
0: Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) laughter <laughs>
1: Um, I, I do have to, like, I, I have to write stuff down a lot. I'll forget stuff. Uh, I'll forget stuff mid-task. Mm-hmm. So I'll do something. But then yeah, I'm frustrated so many times because there'll be a dish that's not cleaned or mm-hmm. something that's not put away. And I'll stop whatever I'm doing. I swear to God. Like, you could be having, <laughs> like, uh, a seizure and I need to be grabbing something. I'll be like, oh, that dish is little really dirty. <laughs> it, it's okay, not. it's, hopefully that doesn't happen. No, no. I'm sorry. I should have used the less um, extreme example. But it's true. I just, my, my brain seems to work in a, a, a not effective way sometimes mm-hmm. because it gets distracted by things. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's the way I should write that down and tell them that.
0: Yes. Yeah, I should write that down. That. Yes. Actually,
1: write, that down. The, write that down. What was I writing down? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways. Thank you for talking about that.
1: Yeah, of course beautiful. That was really great. Oh
0: um okay so the next thing that we wanted to talk about was uh, wedding updates yay um so Shane do you want you want to
1: talk about what you've done I got a soup mm. uh, I got, got a suit mm. mm. um yeah I went to a really cool place uh, in downtown Portland that was recommended from the websites mm-hmm. where we set up our wedding websites and I can't describe it too much because we want it to be a surprise mm-hmm. um, but uh, you helped me pick out the color via FaceTime because I didn't really think of this until I got to the store, but I'm colorblind. Yeah. And so when I said, oh yeah, I'm looking for, I we mean, you know the color, right? I was looking for something in green and he takes me over to the green section and I'm like, oh, yee. yeah,
0: there were so many greens when you showed me. <laughs> and the one okay the green that we both wanted that was out of stock was the green that i was picturing in my mind
1: me too but we got the next best one. And the thing with that one was that the material was really good. Yes. Very, like, and that was a very important thing was, like, um, what kind of material you want to breathe. Obviously, be standing up there. And we're going to be doing it outside. So yeah, uh, that was really important. Uh, and then it was really fun. So I got to customize it in all these cool ways. Mm-hmm. And there was a person there that helped me out. And then I got to have measures. So it was going to be a custom tailored suit. So just having that in general is going to be great. And it's not a tux. So it's something that I can wear to different occasions, which mm-hmm. I'm super stoked on. Um, and it was a great overall experience. Like it was like some of the most fun I had. Um, just uh, being being able to customize it the way that I want, being able to pick how I'm going to look on that awesome day was like, fantastic for me. I was on, I was going to say it was on the expensive side, but the thing is, is that you reminded me that. No, don't, (laughs) don't bring that up. So, um, just in general, wedding dresses are, I'm just going to leave it at this, wedding dresses are far more
0: expensive. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to say how much my dress was, and I will say I bought my dress over three years ago. Yes. So when you get a dress for a wedding, it is marked up times three billion. Mm Mm-hmm. So when he told me how much he spent on his suit and he was upset, I was like, I don't even want to fucking hear it. But <laughs> it took me three years to to get my dress paid off. So I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I think mine was about double what yours was. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's on me for doing that. But like, you know, and yeah. See, I, and I, we're subtle. supposed to, we're we're trying to do a budget wedding, so. Mm-hmm like the big things that we're spending our money on is the place that we're getting married, Mm -hmm. which is The place that we're getting married is, I think we mentioned it, it's a VRBO. Mm -hmm. So that's where the ceremony is going to be, and that's also where the reception will be. It's also where we're staying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We're
1: covering a lot of bases. We're covering a lot
0: of bases there. Um, We're going to have donuts for our dessert uh, dessert because we love donuts and they're cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be catered. We're going to do catered buffet-style Mexican food. Mm -hmm. Perfect for everyone. Every type of eater.
1: They're just gonna get a bunch of beer and wine.
0: We're gonna go to Costco to get beer and wine. Costco,
1: is the best um, place to for though. an open bar situation.
0: And we're going to DJ our own wedding because mm-hmm. we're creating our own Spotify playlist. Yeah. As we've mentioned before, with our the song that we're going to dance to, we're going to do, we're going to still do like the traditional things where we're going to have our our first dance. We're going to have the father-daughter dance. Hopefully mm-hmm. you and your mom will do a dance together. Oh, I
1: saw you ask about that.
0: Yeah. Oh, another thing we, we've done is we've started working on um, our dance. Yes. So we're, we're learning the basics Mm -hmm. so every night for at least five minutes we have to dance together Mm -hmm. and then um, what else oh I signed up for a Groupon that was like $50 for two private dance lessons oh
1: that's right when do you want to do that
0: Uh, I gotta reach out to them because I reached out to them on Friday and they never got back to me so that's that's not promising
1: (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out to them and be like, "Hello." That oh, is only Monday. Maybe yeah. Then, yeah. Um. Yeah. So lots of exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. The only things we really spent a lot on is the photographs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- sorry. The pho- the photographer and then the, your dress and, and my suit well, my
0: dress doesn't really count yeah it
1: was already paid it was so, already paid off but all those things are stuff that's going to last after the wedding exactly so anything that's you know just for that one day we've pretty much condensed yeah. as much as possible
0: and the way that we're doing the wedding too is i feel like we're maximizing on that one day mm-hmm. like if you were to do a traditional wedding you get... So you go to your ceremony. The ceremony takes a max 30 minutes, unless you're doing a re- very religious ceremony that could take up about an hour. <laughs> and then when you go to your reception, you have like four to six hours there. Mm-hmm. At this place, we can literally start the party... The Thursday we get there, mm-hmm. we get married that Friday, and then we're there on a Saturday. We can still party it up. Yes, like we're extending.
1: It's gonna this be
0: celebration. a whole weekend. Yeah, awesome. it's gonna be amazing.
1: I cannot wait.
0: I'm so excited for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's it for wedding stuff. For wedding stuff, mm-hmm. we are gonna end with one of the contenders that isn't the song that will be our first dance song. And that will—that is uh, going to be momentarily told to you after a drum roll, please. All right, the next song is not a bad thing, Justin Timberlake.
1: Woo, JT. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks for listening everyone please like subscribe comment do all the things share with your friends if you feel like they would be interested in listening to us follow us on Instagram well I'm trying <laughs> I'm really trying to get into social media I'm not very, I'm not a very social media type person um, so I am creating like cool posts so go check them out um, I just fa- I actually just found out that you can um, sponsor us or you can like Give us money every month to do the podcast. So if you're interested in that, go to Anchor, um, where we produce our podcasts. And you could like, you could literally give us like three bucks a month. And all of the proceeds that you give us will go directly to getting better equipment for our podcast and for us to grow and get better.
1: We would really appreciate it, everyone.
0: Yeah. So thanks for listening. That helps. We love you.
1: And do something nice for someone this week. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.